You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. We just want to uh, welcome you as we look into the Word of God at this Christmas season. I pray that the peace of God is surrounding you as we concentrate on the real reason uh, that we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And I hope you were able to be with us on Sunday and you enjoyed uh, what the Lord did in the program and just gathering together. It was a lot of fun as we exalt Jesus and his birth. And so we just wanted to come together and share a little bit with you on this Wednesday night or if you're watching uh, during Christmas Day. um, We want to remind you of the importance. You know, the birth of Jesus is so supernatural. It's such a wonderful event. And without the virgin birth, um, there's no reason for us to celebrate. But we're grateful um, that we have this opportunity to lift up Jesus, our Savior and Lord. And so we want to look at some things in the Word. And so we thought we'd start by looking um, at Matthew's account at when the angels appeared to the shepherds. So you're going to go ahead and read some of that. Uh, Well, before we even do that, um, you know, in obviously the Christmas story, uh, we are focusing on it during this time. Uh, but one of the things that really struck me in looking at it is all the suddenlies of God yeah, in it. Amen. I mean, God prophesied this was coming. It was coming. It was coming. It was coming. But then, you know, the actual fulfillment of it was just like full of the suddenlies of God. You know, Mary was just minding her own business and suddenly the angel appeared. Yeah. And even the shepherds here, they were just minding their own business out uh, tending their sheep when all of a sudden something miraculous happened. So where did uh, I I looked at Luke. I didn't look at Matthew. In Luke, it says, and there were in the same country, Luke chapter two, verse eight, uh, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And I want to say this, you know, well, I'll, I'll just go on. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard as it was told them. Uh, You know what? These shepherds, they were just out in the field minding their own business. And you know why? You know, when we send a birth announcement, we usually send a little picture, you know, a cute little picture of the baby. This is, you know, our new addition to our family. But I tell you, when God <laughs> sent a birth announcement, Amen, I mean, there were angels and heavenly hosts and, you know, the sky was lit up with the glory of God. I mean, 
God's birth announcement, it was filled with glory. The skies were filled with angelic hosts. My goodness, what an amazing thing. And you know, uh, why the shepherds? Uh, God sent a birth announcement. Why didn't he send it to the king? Why didn't he send it to the important people of the day? I think there's several reasons. Number one, obviously Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Uh, so there is an element of being a shepherd with Jesus. Uh, so maybe it was fitting that, you know, they, they uh, announced it first to the shepherds. Um, I also, you know, wonder uh, about the fact if they weren't just, you know, kind of, if you're living out in the field with your sheep, face it, you're stinky and dirty most of the time. <laughs> uh, so ordinary, ordinary folks. But you know what? Uh, one thing that is rarely brought out about that is that those shepherds uh, being that close to Jerusalem had to be watching the sheep that were offered in the temple for the sacrifice. Because otherwise, according to Jewish law, the, the, uh, everybody else's lambs had to be tended out in the wilderness. But these were very near the city of Bethlehem. So it's entirely possible that these were uh, um, priests who were watching over the, shep uh, the sheep that were about to be offered up as lambs in a sacrifice. Now that's, I'll tell yeah, you, he was born yeah. to die. That's right. He was born to, to take our place, to pay for our sins. He, he was a shepherd who, who became a sheep so that he, as the sacrificial lamb of God, could give his life for us. And you know what? They were freaked out. Uh, you know, in, in the Mishnah, which is an Old uh, Testament commentary, it's, it was pr prophesied that out of that area near Bethlehem would, would come an announcement of the Messiah. And you know what? That's exactly what God did. He sent a birth announcement that none of them <laughs> soon forgot. And, and you know, those shepherds, I'm sure they were scared, but you know what? It was also a winding down of what they were doing because they weren't going to have to offer those sheep much longer uh, because of the sacrifice of the true lamb of God that was being born in Bethlehem. And so they wanted to go and see uh, this miraculous thing. And so they ran into the city and they found the babe and they found Joseph and Mary and they told them, you know, what had happened to them out in the field. And the Bible says that Mary held all these things in her heart uh, and every, everybody they saw, every place they went, they were telling them about the, what they had heard and what they had seen. I tell you, the Bible then says, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard. In the uh, Message Bible, it says they cut loose. <laughs> they, they cut loose. The shepherds cut loose and told. I think that's the verbiage. I, I could get my Bible, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but the, my point is they just took off praising and worshiping God. And you know, in this time, we have seen the Messiah. We have seen Jesus. And therefore we ought to be spreading the news, which in return will cause great joy. Great joy. Uh, we ought to be celebrating every day what he's done for us. If it was for no other reason than to have our consciences purged clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, it would be worth it to serve him. We have much to rejoice about in this hour. I tell you, just as he worked the suddenlies of God, the miraculous for those in the Christmas story. 
I believe that we qualify in this time for the suddenlies of God. You know, prophecies have come about all that God is doing in these last days. Uh, but you know what? When it actually happens, I'm going to be excited to see the suddenly of God. There could be a day coming soon when we're just doing church as normal. And all of a sudden, the glory of God drops in this house. Maybe it'll drop on you at the market. Maybe it'll drop on you at your job. I tell you, in this season, we need to be looking for the suddenlies of God to usher in this last great revival. Amen. You know, you look at this too. The aspect that I really like about the shepherds was the worshipful, the, um, the part where the angels came. And so I'm going to look at that and then we're going to look at something a little different. It says, and suddenly in verse 13, there was with the angels uh, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. And so I want to look at this and I want to transition to look at the three kings as well. But what I see in this is, is something the Lord's been dealing with us about in our times of prayer. And as I've been having some prophetic utterance coming about 2022, it seems that the, um, the worship part, the adoration part of the Lord, you know, when we do that, it's not just, uh, it's not because he craves uh, adoration and worship. It really is for us as well. But you see the angels coming in and, and they're saying glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and good to will towards men. And so this heavenly show of worship and adoration to Jesus, the, the king that was born, the word of God made flesh, the, the, who the angels, you know, Amen. have worshiped and admired. Yes. And now he's coming to earth uh, and, and to do, be the lamb of God, to be our sacrifice. And here they come to these shepherds and they're announcing to them you know, uh, I like, the, you know, both aspects of that. I think it is true. Both of those uh, are very good. What you brought out about, you know, I believe that he, they came to the shepherds the, uh, because he was the chief shepherd and that aspect of watching over the sheep, that aspect of watching over the people and then him becoming the perfect spotless lamb. I mean, I think there's so much there and the way God announced it suddenly. But I wanted you to see the the worshipful part of it. Yeah. And I believe if what will help you and I the most during this Christmas season and during the season of everything going on is if you can turn your attention because, because really what happened there, um, everything was just going, they were, they were watching the sheep, everything was just normal. And then suddenly, and what was it? This is the Lord announcing, I need you to turn your attention off of the way things used to be. And there's a new way. There's a new thing coming. So this spectacular birth announcement, I like that, um, was really powerful. But it started with worship and adoration to Jesus. And then at the very end, it says in verse 20, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things that they had heard and seen. Not just heard yep. and seen yep. and were and, and that were told unto them. And so they really began. I like that in the message where it talks about them cutting loose. That's amazing. And so you see that worshipful part. Well, then you take that over. 
into the Matthew account. And in Matthew, you see the three kings. In Luke, you see the shepherds. And so both of them uh, writers are bringing out different things. But here in Matthew chapter 2, um, we're, I'm going to look at this. Uh, verse 1 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, magi, from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. We're come to worship him. So these astrologers, magi, king, wherever you want to say, they, um, they were people who looked at uh, um, thing, astrology, things in the stars. And when something happened spectacular in the stars, to them it was a sign that a king was born. Now, obviously, these are not, um, you know, of, these are not Jewish men. These are, these are different kinds of kings. And it's interesting that that is God saying, I'm about to open this up to all the world. Mm. What's really been for just um, the Israelites is now about to be open to the Gentiles. So he brings Gentile kings to worship. And so it's interesting that God began to work with them with something they knew yeah. and it's different because they probably didn't know. And, and you'll see later. So when they came to Herod, uh, verse three, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him because they're here to worship a king and he's the king and he don't want to be displaced. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded where Christ should be born. So he knew and they knew that Christ was eventually going to be born. And and these three wise men or these three kings or these three magi didn't know. All they were going by was a star, something supernatural, something that God did to show the Gentiles that something is changing. Just like when the angels came to the shepherds, something is changing. I believe that what season we're in, I believe that something is changing. Amen. I believe something yes. good is happening. Yes, and I yes, believe the yes. Lord is going to do some great things. And so they said unto him, so the, the uh, scribe said in Bethlehem, that's what is written. That's what's been prophesied. And so verse six, it says, now Bethlehem in the land of Judah, thou art least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And so uh, Herod then talked to the, the three kings, the three wise men, or whether it's three or two or 10 or 12, it doesn't matter. And he sent them to Bethlehem, said, go search diligently for the young child. When you find him, Bring me again that I may worship because they wanted to go and worship. So then he says, I'm going to go and worship. Remember, uh, the Lord desires true worshipers. And so this, so King Herod is a false worshiper because he has ulterior motives. But I want you to concentrate on the worship here. When they had heard the king, verse nine, they departed and lo, the star. This is amazing. Which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over, stood over where the young child was. So God supernaturally arranged something for these um, non, yeah. these non-Jewish, these non-Israelite, these um, these magi from the east to see something that they could say, okay. God, something supernatural is happening and we're going to go to honor him. And they, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So I sense this in this season is I believe the Lord who is now risen from the dead is seated at the right hand of God. I sense he's looking for joy and I've been talking about it. We've been prophesying about it. Um, I gave an utterance not very long ago about it's time to put away your sackcloth. It's time to put away depression and it's time to rejoice. So when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. It reminds me of 1 Peter 2, 24. They would rejoice with joy unspeakable, full 
full of glory. So when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. And then when they were come to the house, verse 11, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother fell down, worshiped him, fell down, worshiped him. You know, everybody talks about the gifts and we can look at that just in a minute. But notice the first thing it says is they worshiped him. Yeah. First, they rejoiced when they saw the star. They got there. They didn't know where they're going. They're following a star. They, the Lord was in his way to him, to them. He guided them today. He guides us by the internal witness. We're guided. But coming to a point and place where they need to be. When they saw the star, when they got there, which was a fulfillment of prophecy, then what happened? They rejoiced with great yes. joy. Come on, it's time to rejoice Amen. with great joy, Amen. with exceeding joy. Then they worshiped him. So from that place of joy came this adoration, just like the angels, and then just like the shepherds, there was adoration, there was joy, there was worship. And then they opened their treasures. You know, the the um, gold, the frankincense and myrrh. And, you know, uh, we you probably understand the gold represents Jesus being the king. Uh, and then also that gold probably kept them while they're in Egypt for two years. Uh, the frankincense um, is that priestly incense. And then the myrrh was for his burial, the, the, the anointing, what they did to, to bury people. And, and so it's important to see that, though, that here... Um, I wanted to bring out that these these three, we always say three because that's what the gold, the, frankincense, and myrrh. Yeah, we uh, we but, know there were at least three. We don't know how many. <laughs> we don't know how many. Uh, but they they rejoiced, and God brought them from afar. Yeah, bringing everybody in. Everybody's included. You have everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance Amen. now to enter into this covenant because Jesus, the Son of God, has come to the earth. They rejoiced exceedingly when they saw it. They didn't understand everything, but they saw that God was doing something. And so they brought their gifts because he was a king. And those gifts are important gifts, yes. But the point was they worshipped him yeah. with them. And so I would encourage you, we want to encourage you, look for the suddenlies. Look for God to do something in your life suddenly this Christmas season as we go into 2022. Yeah. Um, uh, turn your attention to him by rejoicing with exceeding great joy, worshiping him, making him the center of anything and everything that you got going on. Hallelujah. And you know what? Your savior has come. The savior has come. We have everything to rejoice about. What do you need delivered from? What needs to change in your life? What suddenlies of God do you need to see? I'm here to tell you the Savior has come. He was already born. He's already living on the inside of us. Glory to God. This is just the season when we celebrate His coming. But you know what? You need to rejoice before you ever see the answer. You can stir yourself up. Has He done anything for you? I tell you, I know he has. Hallelujah. And if it's for no other reason than making heaven someday and missing hell and living with a clear conscience, uh, it would be worth everything. And we would have, uh, uh, you know, ample reason to worship him and to fall at his feet in adoration. So we just want to encourage you that, you know what? I know the last couple of years have been kind of stinky, but God is bringing us out. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what happens out here. You know what? This was not a good time. In, in Israel's history. They were uh, being 
uh, dominated by, by an outside force. And you know, I know sometimes we feel like we've been dominated by an outside force over the last few years, but you know what? The, the answer came right smack in the middle of it, right in the middle of that. The, the, the Messiah, the deliverer came and your deliverer has come. And so we just want to encourage you to stir yourself up to worship him in this time. Uh, and I believe he's going to bring us out of everything. So watch for the suddenlies. The suddenlies of God. Amen. Spend some time during this Christmas season, maybe even before you open presents, before something, just spend some time rejoicing at all the good things God has done, all the things that he's promised to do. Remember, he has delivered you. He is delivering you and he'll always deliver you. So rejoice and be glad and Merry Christmas. We love you with all of our hearts. Merry Christmas. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.